Now, there's just always some simple little reason. I can't quite figure out what it is that it's just a little bit more fun when you invite these morning show guys. And by that, that's a, a unisex thing. Men and women, they're on the morning show. You invite them along. Things get a little fun. Some morning shows, uh, they have talent that's very, very special. You know about this. They have gifts and they work hard. It may not look that way to you, may not sound that way to you, but they do. They are excellent connectors and they relate well to their audience. It is their gift. It is something they work hard on and it's something that matters an awful lot. You know about this if you've ever listened to a great morning show on radio or you've tried to put one together, either one of those things. Uh, it, you get tuned up pretty quickly. Welcome to the radio rally on the Clubhouse app. What you're about to hear will be focused on lifting you up, giving you good advice and hearing stories about an amazing radio pro and uncovering the path forward in radio right now. My name is Lloyd Ford. I'm with Rainmaker Pathway Consulting Works. Here's what we do. We help local broadcasters make more money by being an affordable programming partner who can, listen to this, fully develop the right position for your local brand or brands, coach your morning show and other talents, design and execute station architecture that electrifies your brand, provide weekly music updates, and even produce your daily music logs, provide excellent voice trackers when needed, sales and promotion ideas that move the needle, and we mean revenue needle. And of course, we are confidential and market exclusive for radio. Reach out anytime you've got a problem, a challenge, something you can't quite get over, we can help you. RainmakerPathway.com is our .com. And of course, if you just want to hit us up, you can do that at F-O-R-D at RainmakerPathway.com. Today's live event will be a podcast episode on the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast, and will become available soon after the end of this live event, wherever you get your podcast. Our thanks to Joe Kelly for producing our podcast events and JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing them. Hey, you can meet our guests live on the Clubhouse app, or you can subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a thing. Of course, it is the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast and it's on apple audible spotify and almost anywhere you get your podcast so what is about to happen on this live event well eddie fox is here eddie is with wksf asheville north carolina mornings iheart custom format iheart custom format country favorites we're going to get him to explain and, and go in depth about that a little bit but i look I want to share a couple of quick things with you before we get started. Number one, next week on Monday on the Radio Rally, we have a treat for you. We are going to keep it in the Carolinas. We are going to keep it focused on the morning show. And we are also going to stay with iHeartMedia for an, a second week. It's really unusual for us. Jeff Knight, morning show producer, Paul Shatt, and Sarah Lee, morning show, WKKT, iHeartMedia in Charlotte. He will share with us what it's like to serve across the very long career he's had just just producing Paul's show but he goes further than that and he has so many 
things that he's involved in. I look forward to sharing those stories with you. Secondly, you can catch up with some of the most provocative people in the radio business right now in our archive by subscribing yourself to the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast on Apple, Audible, Spotify, and almost anywhere you get your podcasts. When you subscribe, you can hear interviews with Guy Zapolian on music, Fred Jacobs on innovation, Broadway Bill Lee on being a radio personality right now. How about Don Anthony talking about the Morning Mouth and Morning Show Boot Camp, or Mike McVeigh talking about the future future of radio, and much more. We have the guest every week on the Radio Rally, and we keep adding to those episodes. You can see our full guest coward, uh, calendar, our forward-leaning calendar, uh, all the way into June right now in our free blog section at RainmakerPathway.com. So you can see who's coming up on the show. We have encouragement for on air right there on our website, too, with more than live and local and uh, that's just a guest series that we have that we think is more than encouragement. And by the way, we give even more encouragement to local sellers with our encouraging sales success series, as well as free resources. Listen to this for anyone in radio today. We do not lock away anything, anything on our website the way some other consultants do. We do that because, well, we believe in this theory of abundance. If you need to know what that is, you can call me up and ask me all about it. I'd love to share it with you. So go to RainmakerPathway.com anytime. See what you can get for free from our team. It is for you. Please follow the people on the stage and at this event. Look around the room for people you might you know, connect with. With as well, do a little networking with. We do encourage that here on our group, the encouragers for your career. Today's guest is morning show personality Eddie Fox. Now, listen, Eddie does mornings for iHeartMedia in Asheville, North Carolina. He has a very unique and special talent and has dominated that market for a long time. He, I don't know if he'd say it that way, but I definitely would. More than this, He's the kind of guy that performs wherever you plan him. So it doesn't matter where he goes. He's going to perform. He's going to connect. That's why he's here. Perhaps we'll learn a little bit more about this. Eddie, welcome to the Encouragers and the Radio Rally. How are you, sir? I couldn't be any better, my friend. I'm so proud to be here and proud to be above the ground and kicking, living in the land of the free. I know. That thing where I said, no matter where you plan him, you had to go, oh, wait, what? <laughs> and you have a morning guy on at seven o'clock at night that makes perfect sense oh i know i'm i'm treading on trepidatious <laughs> water here so we better get started That's all right i got my stretchy britches on i'm ready to go oh it's good it's good if you had a good dinner <laughs> if you had a good dinner everything's fine my, my sweet beautiful wife just uh cooked me a fine dinner i got a full belly stretchy britches on i'm ready to go all right. That's what I like to hear. I want to know <laughs> how it all began for you. Let's talk about the first moment that you thought, hey, you know what? I want to be on the radio. I, I remember I was probably, I don't know, seven years old. And I, I can't tell you exactly why it happened or how it happened. I, I just It's like I just woke up one day and I thought, you know what? Those dudes on the radio sound like they're having a really good time. I think I could do that. I, I think I, I could have been more than seven, eight years old. So I got a. <laughs> now, where were you a, when you were seven and eight years old? That was uh, Franklin, North Carolina, over in Macon County, up in the mountains. <laughs> okay, all right. And, and so, was there so, anybody in particular that inspired you, or you just thought all those I won't be like them? Basically, that just the guys on the radio. Uh, okay. There was nobody really in particular up until I got later in, into my career that I really looked up to. But 
at that point in time, I'm like, you know what? I, I, this is something I believe I could do. So I got me a little Fisher Price turntable, and my daddy had this old cassette deck, and so I, you know, I had the record player sitting here and the cassette deck recording, and I, <laughs> I can't believe I'm gonna tell you this. I was crazy cat on 97 Rock. That was my my station. <laughs> so I was rolling 45s of like Whitney Houston and all these this 80s music and. I'd actually cut um, local ads out of the newspaper and, and read them. So I, I went into stop sets, not knowing what a stop set was. <laughs> That's right. Well, and you, uh, you have to wonder, it's like, man, I, I wonder if we get paid for all that training we did before we, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm 48 years old, 30 years in this business. I'm still trying to get paid, Lloyd. Well, not only that, listen, <laughs> not only that, you just shared a couple of things that millennials will be like, he did what? He, what was that? <laughs> Oh, you know, what did he say? <laughs> that's right. I can't believe these people. Listen, you went to Western Carolina University and yes, you sir. focused on radio and television. Has that, has that been really helpful to you in your radio career? I got to be honest. Yes and no. Uh, yes. And the fact that the college station over at Western was completely student run. We had no guidance whatsoever from, from any faculty at that time no advisors or anything. And I, I can't believe we didn't run it in the ground. And I, I'd been there all of maybe a month and I went up there looking for a job. And the only thing, I, cause I started radio when I was 13, right at 14. I had to wait like six months, volunteered till I got a worker's permit, this little AM station. Uh, and so by the time I got to college, I had worked for a couple of AM stations and thought I knew what I was doing. I, I didn't, but I thought I did. And so I get to this college radio station. And I'm like, hey, you know, I, I'm here to do a job or, you know, volunteer or whatever. And the, the program director actually quit, which happened to be a, a paying job. They're like, hey, you have experience? You're it. So they put me in this PD gig and I, I flipped the thing to top 40 because I thought it's a campus full of women. Let's do top 40. And it seemed to work. So I, I got a chance to really work on my personality and, and figure out what would work and what wouldn't work. Uh, but at the same time, I had a couple of great, uh, professors, Dr. Gold ran the, uh, department over there at the time. And some of the, um, the, the classes started interfering because I, I got to, you know, get a, j a job at KISS at the time over in Nashville. So I was driving 45 minutes to, to work overnight. And Dr. Paul Gold said, you know what? You can actually learn more there than you can in my classroom. So do that gig and just write me a report. And so he, he was very, very cool and, and very receptive to what was happening in the real world. And kind of let me spread my wings and fly. That's so interesting. Did you just sort of say to us that one of your first gigs was as a program director? Yeah, I had no idea what I was doing, but it just, I don't know, just knowing what little I knew about radio, I thought, okay, well, you know, I was, I was 17 years old, 17. They're like, here, take the reins. I'm like, oh, okay. Listen, Eddie, I got to tell you, I was 24 when I first started. <laughs> I thought I knew everything. I knew almost nothing. I knew nothing, Lloyd, nothing. I just, I was making it up as I went along. Everybody's like, okay, that seems to work. I'm like, oh, God, they're going to find me out one of these days. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm still saying that. <laughs> well, you know what this is for millennials that will be listening to this in the podcast. They're like, oh, I see. This is like the seatbelt thing. These people are the ones that survive. <laughs> right? Yes, sir, and proud of it. <laughs> All right. So, listen, did you know from the beginning right there, did you know, look, I want to do mornings. No, actually, I did not. At, at the time, I was working afternoons, nights, overnights. Well, that's all I ever worked. Uh, and it wasn't until, actually, I got to Nashville. Uh, I moved there in 99 to take the, uh, the night gig. And a really, really good friend of mine, he, um, he produced for uh, Ace and TJ, and now he's over the whole Chattanooga 
cluster, W-U-S-Y, uh, Justin Cole, actually. Um, he uh, he said, you know, this, the, the gig he had at the time wasn't really working out. He said, look, I want to work in Nashville. I'd love to come work. I said, well, I don't have anything. I, I can't guarantee anything. But I mean, come on, we'll see what we can figure out. So he, he moves to Nashville and is working, I think, at Bob Evans part-time. And I finally was convinced. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he got to eat, you know. That's uh, the story of Nashville right there. Man. <laughs> whether you're singing, whether you're disc jockeying records, uh, it doesn't matter. You, you got to eat. That's right. So he uh, moved to town, and we finally convinced the uh, program director, Wes McShay, to hire him on as a co-host slash producer. We did that for a few months, and he said, look, dude, I'm telling you, having worked with Ace and TJ, mornings is where it's at. I'm like, man, but you got to get up early. He said, yeah, but I'm I'm telling you, that that's where it is. We, I didn't really know the time, but we were already doing a morning show at night and afternoons. It was just later in the day. And, and your uh, friend Carl is P. very Mayfield, smart. Hey, he was absolutely he's brilliant. Yes. Um, so Carl P. Mayfield retired, and they put us in mornings, and I just I haven't looked back. I, I can't right. do anything else. All right. All right. I'm going to have you slow down right there because, I mean, here you tell me about Carl P. Mayfield, right? He retires. Who wants to follow him? Oh, wait. <laughs> We got this guy, Eddie's going to follow him. Tell us what that experience was like in Nashville, because Nashville, I mean, look, there's a lot going on there, especially in that time. Oh, man. It was, I, I got to be honest, I don't think I, I fully comprehended what was happening or how big it was at the time. I just, it was just, you know, what we did. I mean, we wanted great radio. We learned, I, I don't think I truly. I think every personality has uh, this epiphany and this transition from from being a jock and, and transitioning to an actual personality. Uh, well, and it's not well, overnight. Wait, or a program director. Some well, people go that same, way, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And some people, I used to think I wanted to be a program director. And I quickly learned that I just, I, I just that's not for me. I just, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't what, have con- the, what convinced you that was not the right direction? Uh because I love to create, I love to 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 do a show, and I just I, it, it felt like to me personally. Now, there's not I mean, there's brilliant program directors, and it's a very commendable gig that I I could never do. Uh, I just felt like I I just the attention to detail and like the meetings and reports, and I just I, for me personally, I felt like I felt as though that might take away from really creating how I wanted to do it anyway. Uh, and I just, I, <laughs> and again, I have nothing but respect. I, there's, I mean, I couldn't do it. Uh, well, some people can. Well, now, were you, so you were not intimidated to open the mic in the morning and compete no. in that environment. I was not. No, I've never been afraid to open the mic and compete. That's I love. That's my favorite part of it. Right, so <laughs> I'm going to ask you this. Uh, you know, a lot of people can't tell the difference when you're saying Asheville or Nashville, but in this case, <laughs> I'm going to include both in this question. How yes, different for radio, how different are Asheville and Nashville for a morning show, uh, a radio show? The only, one of the big differences obviously is guests because in Nashville, you never know who's going to stop by. But for me, I, I treat every show as if it's the biggest show in the biggest market every single day. It doesn't matter to me if it's Nashville or Asheville. I think you go for the biggest show that could, that you can do. Uh, you Every day is like you're in the biggest market ever. And it's, if you have that mentality, 
I think every day you're going to put on the best show that you can put on. You have a great cadence to your voice, and obviously you throw <laughs> some southern slang, right? I know this is not news to you. No, I have I have been uh, accused many, many times of faking my accent. <laughs> well, well, no, wait. Has anybody ever said to you, you know, what you really should do? It's like the old Don oh, yeah. Williams song, you know, you should <laughs> watch the man on 6 o'clock news get rid of this accent. You, I, I you have. Really yeah. don't when, I worked, uh, when I worked top 40 back in the day, I, I they made me get rid of my accent and change my name from Eddie Fox to Tommy Cruz because the PD at the time thought uh, Eddie Fox sounded too immature. So no, no, wait a minute. Could we hear Tommy Cruz for just a minute? <laughs> Tommy Cruz cruising through night in a row. It's the all new Ace of Base. Oh, my God. All right. Yeah, so for those uh, those who don't, <laughs> uh, who may not know, right, can you tell us a little bit about Asheville, North Carolina, and why that market is so attractive? Because it is it definitely, and why it is so different. Asheville is, well, first of all, for me, it's home. Um, I, Franklin is probably an hour and 15 minutes across the uh, the hills. So to me, it, it's it's home. Western Carolina is 45 minutes away. So I've tried to move away from here three different times, and every single road has led me back home. So it's home. When I think when these mountains get their uh, their roots up in you, you have a hard time letting that go and, and pull it away from them. And it's just the people, Lord, the people are just – I use the term a lot on the show, family, and I know – some consultants, no offense, some PDs say don't use that term because it sounds condescending. For me, it, it's the absolute truth. I, I feel like, and I think country music listeners are, are a whole lot different than any other, any other format. I feel like they are family. So it's like one of the biggest families that you could ever be a part of. And it's just, I don't know, they're, they're more receptive to, to anything. They're more supportive. They're more loving. Uh, it's, uh, it's just a unique, beautiful, special place. I've always thought that country fans and, and the country life group or whatever you want to call it, that they're filled with people who are the salt of the earth and some of they the are. best people do anything for you. You know, They are. They really are. And that's, that's one of the reasons. Anytime that we ask for help here, be it for toy drives or, or what have you, it's these folks will give you money they don't have to give. They can't pay a lot bill, but they, they'll bring you 10 bucks for the kids. Well, it's, you know what? It's, I'm it's glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up because I'm going to talk about this a little bit. I like this so much about you. You seem to be a very involved dude. Mission Health, Toys for Tots, something called the Eblen Kimmel Charity Group. Did I get that right? Eblen, yes, sir. There you go. Canton, Miss Labor Day pageant. Uh, This is just a few things. Uh, And I think you're on the board of most or all of that. I know a lot of people put what I call lip service to it, but not everybody is really, truly as involved. You talk about this connection that country listeners have, how they're salt of the earth, you know, and you talked about at least one consultant telling you not to talk about family or bring up family because it might (laughs) see, you know, the truth is that country listeners can tell when you're faking it. Absolutely. I mean, very quickly, too. I mean, very quickly. They how, BS. how important is community to local radio today? A billion percent important. If you are not out in your community doing something to give back to the folks who are so good to you, 
you're already losing the battle. Period. Period. You've got to get out there. You've got to be a part of this. And I, I don't mean I don't mean getting out there because they're making you. They're like, oh, you got a toy drive coming. No, I mean you need to embrace that. You need to look for those opportunities to get out there and, and give back. Because look, this community supports you. They support the show. They're there for you. The least you can do is show up for a couple hours somewhere and, and, and you know, take up donations for toys or hand out some food or, or just do something to give back. It doesn't have to be anything big. I mean, the bigger, the better, but you've got to be a part of your community. I mean, it, I think people that just regular folks should do that anyway, but especially given such a big platform that we can be so loud and, and do so much work in this community and be so helpful. Why wouldn't you do it? That's right. Listen, what do you think the key difference is between doing mornings on a country station or doing mornings on a classic hits or top 40 station in, in your mind, or is there any difference? I don't, I think, I think a good show that connects transcends. I don't think, I don't, I don't think there's any difference personally. I think, I think you could do, if it's a good show, it's, it's going to play pretty much anywhere. I mean, there's obviously, I don't know that I'd work on all formats or in any area, but it, for the most part, I, I think if it's a good show, it's a good show, and it's going to work. This news just in, Eddie Fox says he doesn't see himself on a hip-hop station, but... <laughs> I see, I worked some rhythmic CHR back in the day, but <laughs> see? nowadays probably not. <laughs> yeah, right. You I kind mean, of you age know, out of that. <laughs> hey, you know what? I, if they ask, I, I'd, I'd look into it. I mean, I ain't going to say no. <laughs> well, you can see what the problem is on the radio. Right? <laughs> Listen, uh, you may have some thoughts on this. When a personality comes from another format and plops down into country, what do you think are some of the easy missteps that they can make about this format? I think they're uh, they're probably they're buying into stereotypes, the things they've seen online. Uh, I think if you are real and laid out there, it's hard to be real sometimes. It's easy, it oh, I, but it's. Man, once you once you figure out how to get over that hump of just being a jock and actually opening up and being real and being a personality, oh my god, it just it all falls into place. I mean, it's so uh, the stereotypes. I think uh, is a big hurdle because if you're coming from you know a rock format or you, you just don't know the country folk, number one, they're gonna see through you BS. They're they gonna know. But you, if you're real, I, I, if you just come in and say like, I don't know what I'm doing, y'all, help me out. They will. <laughs> you right. work through it together. That's what we do now. <laughs> well, and look, you, you've seen examples of this across time. You know, uh, those country listeners can really pick up on things. Oh, and yeah. I, I've noticed it in programming for many, many years, and it still happens with me, where I can tell by the way a radio station sounds if somebody with some experience with the country life group has put together the imaging yeah. or where somebody who thinks they know what country is has done that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. There's, and, it, it's, it's just palpable. No, oh, it's, it's so, oh, yeah, it's a big, big, well, big And usually big the ratings, the ratings follow one of those things and they don't follow mm -hmm. the other, if you know what I mean. Hey, preach on my brother, preach on. Well, listen, I do want to ask you about this. You <laughs> kind of touched on it for a minute, maybe. Okay. We talked about how early on for you, it was the guys on the radio, but later, you came to admire some people doing mornings and places and mm -hmm. uh, doing these jobs. I wonder, do you have a mentor in our business or a mentor in life? If so, uh, can you share have, a story? 
about how they may have changed something for you professionally or personally that's made your life better? Um, one story comes to mind immediately. Uh, guy GT that I worked with, uh, at kiss country back in the day is this is my third time back. Uh, it was the first time, uh, I'd worked here and he had worked at kiss country back in the top 40 days. We flipped to country. He came back and of course I'm 20 some odd years old thinking I know everything. Yeah. He had moved me from overnights to afternoons. <laughs> And of course, I thought I was a big star. Thought I knew what I was doing, and just was not that good. Oh, I cringe to think about it. But this guy, he uh, he gave me what I call the reset button of life. <laughs> he basically sat me down and just said, "Look, you're not as good as you think you are." He said, "But if you can lose this attitude and pay attention to some folks who have been around, some pros who know what they're doing," he said, "You are going to be a star one day." And I'm like, "Oh, oh maybe." maybe I need to stop and pay attention. And it just, and after that we were great. We didn't like each other at first, but after that we were great friends. Still talk to him all the time. Interesting. Uh, it, just, it was one of those moments where you, you just need like a reset button, like, you know, just calm down, calm down, lose the ego. And since then I've just, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I've been so appreciative of everything and all the, I'm so, so very blessed in this business. Uh, but since that day, I, I just, I've really embraced and, been very appreciative of everything that comes my way. It's I, I just feel like I'm so lucky every single day. You know, Eddie, I had one of those moments early on in my career when I was 17 years old. I had an ops manager pull me aside, and here's his version of that same conversation. You ready for this? <laughs> yeah. He said, hey, you, you know when people talk about how good you sound and they talk about you all the time? And I'm like, yeah. You know, I'm like propped up against the door frame. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, do you know what that means? And so I, I kind of stood up straight. I said, no, I don't. And he goes, it means that you ain't worth a damn. But if you work really hard, you might be able to turn into something. Yeah. That was his pep talk. Life. That's it. <laughs> that was his pep talk for me, and I was like, I mean, it, and it was a moment, you know. Maybe, uh, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not the same guy, but maybe they had the same school of hard knocks, if you know what I mean. Hey, old school's the best school, man. <laughs> well, listen. Speaking of school of hard knocks, you are not just a talented morning show guy that really connects with the audience. You're also. Uh, uh, what they call a real man. And the reason we know this, Eddie, <laughs> is because your wife is your morning show partner in Asheville. This yes, isn't a natural occurrence for most morning show talent, by the way. I don't know if you know this. Is it tough <laughs> doing mornings with your spouse? Absolutely not. It is by far one of the best decisions I've ever made in my career. I, I mean that with every ounce of my being. But let me tell you, it's a hard sale. <laughs> well, tell me how that came to be, because I sense that there was a bit of a story, right? Well, so she was uh, she would fill in uh, when uh, uh, other co-hosts would go on vacation. She would fill in and it was just it was so natural and and so real. I mean, the the realest that I, I think I, I've ever been uh, in this business. It was just she opened up a different side, just the the stories. And I thought, God, that, that, I think she would make a great co-host. So we had some rearranging. I was without a co-host for probably two years. And I, I finally started kind of dropping the hints that, you know, this is, this is something that I would have her in more filling in, uh, celebrating national women's day, that sort of thing. 
and using her for bits. And I, I just kept dropping the hint, dropping the hint. I'm like, look, guys, I, I think I, if we want to take this show to the next level, we need to make Amanda my co-host. And everybody's like, what the hell are you talking about? I mean, are you worried about your marriage? And right? I, said, I mean, no, and, and I understand where they were coming from. It's something, something Amanda and I all the time we get, oh, you work with your, your husband, you work with your wife. Well, yeah, I mean, I married her because I love her and I love spending time with her. So, I mean, for us, it, it's really not unusual. We really, we really do enjoy each other's company. And to be able, and she's very creative. Uh, she, to not ha- ever have worked radio, she knows so much creatively. And that's also something I kind of wanted uh, like an injection of real realism into the show. Cause you, you, sometimes if you get folks who have been in the business for so long, it's kind of a, I don't want to say a fake real, but you still but got it the, is. it is. I mean, you've got kind of the, the, the broadcast ease, the disc jockeys. And I didn't want any of that. And she, you can't, you won't find anything else, anybody else as real as she is. And I finally, finally talked them into it. I said, look, just, just give her a chance. I'm telling you, I, 30 plus years I've been doing this. I, I've, I've vetted this. We have talked about all the ins and outs and the pros and the cons. Put her on. The first book, we went up like five shares. I mean, we killed it. The, the fall book was absolutely incredible. So it's working so far. <laughs> well, well, listen, you know, you, you have now talked about three different points in this conversation alone about the importance of being real. We talked about it yes, earlier. Sir. You just talked about it right there about Amanda. And look, look, you know about impression management if you've ever been on Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, or TikTok. Yes, sir. It's not just radio people or people on television or whatever. It's all people are trying to deal with impression management and put forward their best vantage point of themselves. Right. Here's my question to you, which might be at the heart of this interview. Okay. Does Amanda make you more vulnerable on your morning show? A million percent. Yes, absolutely. Which I love. As sometimes it, you think you're being very open, but then I don't know, you, you see it from a different angle and you have somebody with that screwdriver, so to speak, to pry it open a little more to, to make oh, you realize, yeah. oh, I, I, I wasn't being as real as what I thought, but it, it's the layers have peeled back and it, it's the realest, funnest show I think you, you could ever hear. Believe that. That's my humble opinion. And there's nobody <laughs> like your wife able to peel back something from your eye. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we, you know, we never fight that. That's honestly God's truth. And we have, obviously we, you know, we have our tiffs as every, they know, no couple perfect, but we get over things very quickly. We're very open and very, we communicate. All right. So you, now you stuck your foot in your mouth right there. Cause you get this big fat <laughs> question. What is, uh, we're going to look for advice. You know, we're encouragers here. Okay. Yes, sir. So it's, it's a safe place, Eddie. You're safe. Okay. I feel safe, Lord. I feel safe. Just guide me, sir. Just guide me. I knew you would. All right. What is the key to a good marriage and a good morning show if your morning show partner is your wife? Communication, 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 communication. Period. It's always Open, been something you all are good at. Always. Always. And that's easier said than done. It, you it really her? is. But How'd you meet her, Eddie? Uh, she was caller number nine. 
Are you kidding me? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she hates when I do that joke. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were about three months married. She's like, okay, you really need to quit using the caller number nine joke. It never gets old, does it? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, to her, well, I guess. She knows all well, my now, best lines. <laughs> well, now, how did y'all meet for real? Uh, so we um, we had known each other, um, just acquaintances, acquaintances for years. And we had uh, what we call the guitar jam. It's uh, We were raising money for Mission Children's Hospital. Uh, Luke Combs was there that night. This was November of 2016. 16, I think it was. Mm. And so we had um, this uh, this part-time uh, gal that worked in the promotions department. So she was telling me that one of her friends was interested and then telling Amanda that one of her friends was. So she was kind of playing both sides. And right. I was kind of backstage. Luke Combs, I think, was playing. I was looking out toward the audience, and she came up, and she goes, right there, that, that's the girl, my friend I was telling you about. And I look over, and this is going to sound so cheesy, but it is so true. <laughs> I look over. And she kind of steps out from behind the speaker. And when I saw her, it was like doves flying. The, the angels were like, ah, the butterflies and the ray of light and slow motion. I mean, it was, I'm like, I'm going to marry that girl and put her on my show one day. <laughs> wow. I mean, so, I so what so you're cheesy, telling me is it's just like Bridgerton then, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Without, with less ruffle. Oh, that's right. That's right. Listen, we've been talking about your resume a little bit, but we really haven't talked about this. You are with the iHeart Custom Format Country Favorites. Yes, sir. Um, I got to ask, what is your ambition for the future? You know, it's, I have been, uh, I've been so lucky and, and so blessed in, in my entire career. Everything, I've got all the goals that I've kind of set for myself, I've been lucky enough to hit. I guess one of the main goals that that's left is, is true syndication. Um, that's, I mean, I, I, there's nothing that's laid itself out there, but that would, that would be something I would be highly interested in. Well, you certainly have a different <laughs> perspective and I think it's a perspective that's needed in that kind of situation, uh, for radio stations as well. Cause you know, we have a lot of what I'll call, cosmopolitan country shows that is not our show <laughs> yeah so so I, I do want to ask you this question look uh you talked earlier about how you you've returned to kiss country three times is that correct by the yes. way yes sir yes All my right. third so, time back yes sir and you've said look this is my home this is where i am and and now we you know we've gone through this pandemic and things have kind of shifted around in a sort of violent way in at-work <laughs> environments. But yes, also sir. the technology is caught up. Do you feel like the technology is caught up with you in such a way that you might be able to do that syndicated show, might be able to do it right there? I, I think so. Absolutely. Uh, it's Somebody will be hard-pressed to pull me out of these mountains because it is so much home. Uh, as a radio guy, when you finally buy your first house, you're like, well, hell, I ain't moving now. I got too much crap. It used to be, you know, I'll deflate my furniture and go wherever, but <laughs> you know, we've got a home and, and lucky enough to, uh, to have a home studio and it's the technology, man, I have to say it is, it's mind blowing, absolutely mind blowing. What, uh, and I, I think the, um, the pandemic has taught a lot of us that, you know, you, you can shift and do things different. Uh, but I would say too, you have to be open to embracing new technology and taking advantage of it. I feel like so there's so many opportunities 
that, that folks shy away from because oh, I don't want to embrace that. I don't want to give in. You're not giving in. You either have to do it or you have to get going. And I mean, I don't mean to be a ass when I say that, but it's, it's a fact. I mean, you have to embrace it because it's just, it's the way the business is nowadays. Well, so much has changed. And if you look at radio stations now and you look at radio stations, we were discussing this the other day. Uh, you look at radio stations 10 years ago, they don't look the same. No. The business when I started, is, man, and you you as well, you know what I'm saying. It was two turntables and a, a three-decker cart machine. So. Oh, yeah. All right. So <laughs> Ooh, look, yeah. look, let's turn serious for a minute. I, I want to know. As a morning show, as a radio station, how did y'all handle all this pandemic? And, you know, because, look, we all know that Asheville has some, let's just say there's a wide variety of viewpoints in the Asheville It's very eclectic. Yes, it is. <laughs> so how did you handle that? You know, I think it, I, it feels like to me that, that the show and the Kiss Country family came closer together than ever before because, we were all in it together. I mean, I, I think it, it was approaching it a, a very real way. And, you know, I tried not to focus on the negative because every news outlet, Facebook, it was, God, it was just so much negativity. So I, I tried to be the antithesis of that. It just tried to be as happy and as bright, not ignoring the, the situation, you know, making sure we give the facts, the correct facts, uh, just the need to know info, but still trying to, to you know, bring them some sort of, real levity, uh, brevity, or, you know, um, realness to what was going on and just some happiness. I mean, I started doing what I call the real good feel good story because there was so much bad news. I just felt like we had to start the show with some good news to change things around. So just letting people know we're all in the same boat and we made it through it. I don't, I think it well, uh, and, and look, brought Eddie, us closer you, together. you know, this as well as anybody, people are looking to escape. You can say whatever you want. Yeah, they want absolutely. To they want to get away. And sometimes they want to get away from their boss, their job, well, yeah. their spouse. <laughs> they, they're looking <laughs> to get away. <laughs> their kids. And that's what we're here for. Come that's on in. We got you. We're going to play a good song. We're going to cut up and carry on. And that, that's, I think it, it really, really made a difference. We, I don't feel like, I personally, I don't feel like we lost steam at all during the pandemic. Wow. I think radio really had a chance to shine. Honestly, oh, I do, too, actually. And it's amazing in what variety of situations it did and did not shine in places. You know, yeah, well. I, know <laughs> I know that you're probably aware of this. Some markets just kind of fumbled. Oh, and that's I don't know how I don't know it, because it was just if you were just like, look, y'all, this sucks, but we're going to get through this. Let's talk about some good news. Let, let's look at let's take the blinders off. Quit wallowing in the nastiness and all the bad news, there is good in your life. You just have to take the blinders off and see it. And, and I don't know, if they fumbled, it's their fault. It's, they, there was a missed opportunity. I just, it's mind boggling, honestly. This might be a disruptor for you. I'm not sure. You know, we talk to content people and that's what I really say morning shows are more than anything else. They really focus on content creation creating special moments on their show, creating those, so. <laughs> those moments where you not only bring people in, but bring them back at different intervals for what consultants might say is another occasion of listening. Okay. But I, look, I want to know, I think people want to know this too. Do you have a favorite country artist or does that change or does it matter to you? That's, it's hard to narrow it down, but if I had to pick just one, it'd be oh. George Jones. Man, 
Jones. Oh, well, we, we had the same birthday, September 12th. So oh, is that right? There was a, we had a connection from way back in the day. All right. So how much drinking are you doing? I want to see if you got a real connection. <laughs> a morning show host never tells. Yeah, this you know what? I believe that there's a real connection now. So listen, <laughs> look, because you know he'd be that way too, right? And be right on the lawnmower if you took everything else away from him going to get that liquor. That's so, what I was doing right before we started the show, Lloyd. <laughs> well, I knew it would be something like that. So listen, I don't need your rocking chair. <laughs> listen, if somebody is listening to you right now or when this is on its podcast episode, which will be later this evening, the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast. And and look, they want to know how to how do I follow in Eddie's footsteps? How do I become a successful morning show talent? What advice do you think you'd like to give them? But before you say anything, I'm going to say this. Look, you know, the way up in our business has changed a lot. Yeah. So what advice do you give somebody today? Man, that's I get asked that question a lot. And I, I, honestly, I don't have I mean, I don't have the, the answer. Uh, I would say. You're going to hear no a lot. Don't let that discourage you. Uh, if you know, you have many, many outlets nowadays. Uh, to to express yourself, I wouldn't get lost in the want to be the. I mean, if you really want to be on the radio, be, be a broadcaster. I, I don't get lost in the the YouTube podcast. Not that's a bad thing. That's that's a way to own your skills. But look, here's what I did when I was 13 years old. I went to a little AM station. I said, I will sweep your floors for free if you just show me what to do. It just so happened they were looking for a part time guy. I'm like, oh hell no, you gonna sign on Sunday, Saturday, and Sunday mornings? And I worked my way up bit by bit, step by step, break by break, seg by seg. I mean, you know, it, it took 30 plus years to get to where I'm at, but don't be afraid to work hard, get up early, do the crap jobs. If you really want to be in this business, I mean, it, it could be as, you know, the way the business works nowadays, you might get a lucky break and be doing your dream job in a week, but don't be afraid to work hard. Don't let no discourage you. Keep at it, have fun, keep on BSing, fake it till you make it. That's what I've done. Okay, I'm going to ask you this because you brought up podcasting. Are you personally doing a podcast? Uh, we do some of like the best of bits from the show. Okay. Like a, the wife and I started uh, No Fox Given <laughs> podcast. Okay. Uh, we did a few episodes and kind of slacked off, honestly, just because, you know, life. Uh, then she started doing the show and now she is uh, expecting, we are expecting oh, a little Congratulations. Crowd. Thank you very much in September. So, you know, with all the shows and, and just life in general, we kind of slacked off, but we need to get back on it. But some of the like interviews and uh, some of the bigger bits were absolutely podcast. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's interesting. I always think that interviews are a great opportunity to have that extra life podcast too. Uh, when, you, when you get them, you can just repurpose them. We oh, did, yes. a, we did a thing with uh, the, the market manager for, um, for Midwest uh, family broadcasting, not, not I'm talking about last week, and he has this philosophy of using content three times. He says if they don't think the content's good enough to use three times, they don't even do it. Three times, so, it's more like thirty with me. If, if oh, is that good, right? Oh, man, absolutely. I recycle, recycle, recycle. Especially if you're on multiple shows, absolutely, absolutely. All right, so listen, you've been doing mornings for a long time. Working for iHeart for a long time. 
Yes, sir. Uh, there are a lot of voices talking about the future of our business. I know you've heard these voices. What is your view? <laughs> Where is radio going today? And what do you think tomorrow will look like for radio personalities and for the impact that radio will have on audio in general? I think radio is just as strong as it's ever been and getting stronger. I, I think the pandemic, honestly, was, was a big help. I think people are like, oh, man, right. Radio, it's still there. Holy hell, what a concept. Oh, man, you know, I, I think it brought a lot of people back into the fold. And I think it's only getting stronger. And I think, too, with, with technology and weight look, these big corporations, it's, they don't always make the best decisions. They don't always do what's best for the people. That's any company, period, from, right. you know, Citibank to, to anybody. That's just the, the corporate mentality. So I think it forces folks to really, really try to stand out and do something different and do better shows every single day, do better shows, do the best you can try to rise to the top. I mean, you know, some folks sit back and say, well, they owe me that they don't owe you a damn thing. You, you make your way. You, you have to, I mean, you have to step up and say, Hey, look at me. I can be a, I can be an asset or, or you know, you, you're going to get lost in the wayside. It's just, it's just the nature of the beast nowadays. I, it's just the way it is. Look, I hate that. But a lot of people think that they're working for XYZ company. That's not exactly true. In other words, you are working for them, but you're working for yourself, right? You, your brand. It's your brand. Yeah. And you, they're you, not it's up to you. That for you. No, no. It's up to you to grow that and make it better. Make it stand out and be like, hey, this is my brand. Check it out. And do you do things in your market to try to, uh, I, I don't know if you're contractually allowed to do anything like put your name on something or have you thought about doing these kind of things? Because once you achieve that morning show status, especially a morning show like yours that is unique, that stands out, that does very, very well. You know, I just wonder if you thought about maybe putting your name on something, especially because it's your hometown sort of. Oh, absolutely. We do. We're We've started out small, but we're starting to do more and more. As a matter of fact, we just, um, like, a, if it's a softball team, like a girl softball team, they're like, hey, we need 300 bucks. If you'll be our sponsor, we'll put your logo on our t Done. Let's do it. it. It's helping out your community. It's getting your name out there. So, absolutely, we're, we're starting to do more and more of that. Andy, I hope you'll stick around for a few more potential questions from our audience, if that would be all right. Uh, we've got some from our IM uh, through the internal system. And I, does that sound fair to you? You ready to answer some of their questions? I'm your Huckleberry. All right. Listen, you can get free resources anytime to help your sellers with our encouraging sales success series inside our blog at rainmakerpathway.com anytime we're here to encourage radio pros at all levels that includes people in your sales department if you are someone in your sales department maybe recently missed our q2 sales event designed to specifically put more money in your local sellers pockets well you can grab it for free right now on the encouragers the radio rally podcast on apple audible spotify and almost anywhere you get your podcast by the way our Q3 event for radio sellers, sales managers, and market managers is already set up. It's ready for July 7th. So please do make your mark on your calendar for that, and you'll be a part of that. These events are focused on helping local sales teams boost their revenue quarter to quarter. So it has a focus on that particular quarter, but can impact the rest of your year. Only sellers from radio who want to earn more money should listen to these events. Otherwise, you might get hurt. So, listen, Eddie, I got a, a couple of questions here for you. 
the first one is, um, wow, this is interesting. Uh, doing mornings, do you feel, do you have a, a strong feeling that every market is different or do you think the same basic show can win in any environment? I think you have to take into consideration if each market is going to be different. So you have to take into consideration things that mean something in that market. It, it could be the locale, maybe a, a saying or something that you can work in your show, but the basic show, I think, can work just about anywhere. I won't say anywhere, but just about anywhere. Okay, so this next question, this is, boy, this is like a robbery right here. I, I, I'll be interested in seeing how you're going to answer this myself. Oh, Lord, um, have mercy. Listen, do you think about going beyond radio to earn an outside income from your morning show fame in another industry while you're doing your morning show? Wow. I'm never, ever opposed to an opportunity. Oh, I mean, it, I just if if it fits, if it works, if we can make it work, and something we can do and do it well, I'm absolutely open. So, I mean, like doing a kids book or a, a something, maybe a. I don't know. Could be anything. Any opportunity. <laughs> Look, it sounds like cooking show. It sounds like you're open to ideas. I, I'm always open. Always open. If it's gonna make the show better, like I don't know everything, and I, I don't have all the answers. But if it's gonna make us better. If it's going to be something that really uh, uh, impacts the, the audience and is well received, if it, if it works out for everybody, I'm absolutely open. Man, I, I'll polish bowling balls with a, a Kiss Country Eddie Fox Show t-shirt. I don't care. Ask my mom. All right. So listen, this next question is from me. It's our last question, and I'm going to ask it this way. Um, look, dude, uh, first, congratulations on the child Thank coming you. up. Thank you. Very uh, blessed, sir. We're very blessed. And interestingly enough, this question is about your child. Do you think your show's about to get actually better? Oh, absolutely. I mean, this, we didn't really plan it for the spring and fall <laughs> book, but Lord, we're going to take advantage of every opportunity. The, the topics, the, oh, absolutely. It's going to make it better. <laughs> I think that country listeners can relate to, we didn't plan it, but this happened, right? <laughs> we, it's already uh, just, it's going to be an adventure. Every day the show is an adventure, and this is just a, a another step on the, uh, the big story and the adventure that is the show. <laughs> I am so glad that you're, you've chosen to spend this time with us. I appreciate you making the time, too. I appreciate you having, having me on, sir. I truly do. Thank you for joining us every Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific for the Radio Rally. Remember, if you know somebody that you would like to hear as a guest on the Radio Rally, you can email me directly, F-O-R-D at RainmakerPathway.com. We hope you have a great week. We like to say this at Rainmaker Pathway and on the Radio Rally. Once you have a radio station, you can get anything else you want. You need that uh, me to describe exactly what that means. You call me up anytime. I'll be glad to talk to you. We want to thank our very special guest for this live event and podcast, Eddie Fox, who thank can be heard. Sir. Who can be heard anytime on what radio station? Ninety nine point nine Kiss Country. And he will polish your bowling bowling balls with it with an Eddie Fox T shirt. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep. Rem, 
I'm just going to remember that forever. Listen, I, I do want to thank you for being oh, our patient man. and giving guest. A very special thank you to Joe Kelly for producing the Encouragers, the thank Radio you. Rally podcast, which should be available in shortly and probably within a few minutes. And thanks to JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing our podcast. Please do share the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast with others that you know who are interested in growing their careers in audio. You can subscribe to free for free anytime on Apple, Audible, Spotify, and almost anywhere you get your podcast. If you don't remember anything from today's broadcast, please remember, be kinder than you have to be. Thank you for being a part of the Radio Rally and with the Encouragers, and good night. If you weren't listening, thanks for